and welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is Court Winsett. Katie, I feel like I haven't seen you in days. I know, it's been so long. You time is flying just, by. Time is flying by. <laughs> Cue that opening, Bill. All right. Okay, I'm excited about this episode. I... I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast, but I'm a big quote junkie. I love different quotes and having like quote calendars and just different mottos to live by. And one of the, there's a quote that really inspired this episode and it is, you know, time is money. But before we get into that, what is time? Hmm. I mean, that, that's, that's a big loaded question. What really is time? Time is described it's as- It's ineffable. It is defined as the progression of events from the past to the present and into the future. Okay. You might say that the system is unchanging. It's timeless. Oh, I see what you did there. (laughs) Um, If any of you are up to date, then you know that time is very big in pop culture. Anybody see Loki? I hear there's some timekeepers in that. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so time is something that it's, I mean, it's a part of every day. You think about it, your, your time and what you do, what time it is, but where you have to be, but it's all about perspective. When I feel like when you get older, you feel like you never have enough time, or if you've got a project coming up, or if you're at something fun and you feel like there's just not enough time, but then to a little kid sitting in timeout, time is like creeping by it is so it, what i'm about to say is a, is just an absolute truism there's there's nobody i don't think anybody would disagree with me as you grow older time goes faster time keeps on slipping when you were a child slipping. when you're a child and i I, rem- I very specifically remember one one year i was in grade school i was sitting in the cafeteria at school and i was almost heartbroken at the fact that we had three more weeks until christmas break and that just seemed like just the longest amount of time yeah. that i would ever have to wait in my life and now three weeks goes by in a blink it does i mean i, I just weeks ago we were saying oh we've we've still got plenty of time until the thing that's coming up for us <laughs> and uh yeah. and that time is just slipping away now <laughs> well and i think it's a direct correlation and we're gonna get into this but it's because the older you get the fuller your schedule gets the more your time is allocated in different things versus when you're a kid you don't have as much on your plate. And when you add your own kids, it just keeps speeding up. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to go down this rabbit hole of the phrase that you may have heard once, twice, or a thousand times, time is money. But of course, before we get into that, we want to have a little fun. We want to do our list. So there's all kinds of movies that go back in time and interrupt space-time continuums, and it's down to the wire. You're running out of time to get a task done. But there's also some really great songs about time. And so, yes, we have probably missed a lot of great ones on this, but this is just a quick list. So, uh, Court, you want to start it off? Oh, yes, I definitely want to start it off. Um, the, The first on the list is, of course, Time by Pink Floyd. Nice. Okay, the next one. Times like these, Foo Fighters. Woohoo! Too much time on my hands by Sticks. Ah, back in time, Huey Lewis in the news. Time after time by Cindy Lauper. Oh, yes, good one. I always think of Romy and Michelle's high school reunion for that song. <laughs> uh, time is on my side by the Rolling Stones. Time warp, yes. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, I love that. That's that's a great dance. Okay, Remember the Time by Michael Jackson. Do you remember the time? 
Okay, sorry. Uh, does anybody really know what time it is by Chicago? Yes, so I had always heard this phrase. My brother did um, high school marching band, and they did Chicago one year. Mm -hmm. And their shirts on the back said, does anybody really know what time it is? Well, I was younger, and I'm like, what is that? Didn't realize until an embarrassing amount of time that it actually was a Chicago song. Yeah, Chicago, they, they just they just number their albums, so it's it's real easy to know like what all the titles are. And one of my favorite albums by them is Album 2, okay. um, Chicago 2. It's a fantastic album. It's got some of their best songs on it. But if you want a, a, a more comp, a better compilation of their earliest hits, Chicago 9 was their greatest hits album. And of course, now they've got like, I don't know, 35 <laughs> albums out or something. So 9 was a long time ago. Um, you know, y'all are probably more familiar with the albums around like Chicago 17 when Peter Cetera was, was you know, hitting it big with, I, I can't remember, like Stay the Night, songs from Karate Kid and stuff like that. <laughs> but I remember the early stuff and like it a lot. Yeah. Okay. Good Times Roll by The Cars. Ah, uh, Clocks by Coldplay. Ah, oh, Corey, I can't believe you're letting me have this one. I, I was trying not to, but you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you have a double. Go. Okay, Good Riddance, Time of Your Life by Green Day. And didn't you just happen to see Green Day I recently? did indeed. I went to see the Hella Mega Tour in Atlanta. It was fantabulous. Okay, Yesterday by The Beatles. Great song. Times of Your Life by Paul Anka. Mm -hmm. The Times They Are Changing by mm -hmm. Bob Dylan. And then, of course... The topic of the uh, podcast is Time is Money, Vic Mensa. No idea who this person is. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, you win some, you lose some. It's a song. Okay. I, I have an idea. Yeah. Uh, can we do our top favorite movies based on time travel? Yep. I'm, I'm down. Katie, I'll put you first. I'm putting you on the spot here. What uh, you got? I mean, the Back to the Future trilogy oh, is just so good. awesome. I love those. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, you can't go wrong with a Terminator flick. At least not with the first two. That's Terminator so 1 and 2 are just awesome. I'll be back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a sucker for time travel movies, but one that comes to mind because Stella's reading through Harry Potter is Harry Potter 3, Prisoner of Azkaban, mm -hmm. where Hermione uses the time turner to change the course of events. Yeah. It's, it's nice. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Okay, so... Time is money. I want to talk about this, although the song that pops in my head when I'm thinking about this is 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton. I mean, that's a great song, but let's really dive into what this quote is and kind of the origin of it. So, time is money, people, is something you may hear. Let's get this meeting started. I've been waiting for the plumber all day, but I can't sit around any longer. Time is money. Starting over will take too much time. Time is money. Do we have a deal or not? Time is money. Like, those are probably phrases you may have heard or you've said some variation of There's, them. The, the, I think all of those are quotes from movies, from some <laughs> movie. They, they, they've they all been said in at least one movie. Oh, yeah. If not multiple. But it's, I mean, pop culture is so much of our life that we bleed it into our everyday, even though it may have, you know, come from a movie. But what does this really mean? And why is it important to not only business life, but personal life? Because this isn't just a basis of money and thinking like, oh, rich or wealthy. This is... And every day, this is every person. The phrase is most attributed to Ben Franklin, who he wrote it in a short essay, Advice to a Young Tradesman. And Court, I feel like your accent, you could do this. I want you to read the phrase from Ben Franklin. Okay, so um, remember that time is money. He that can earn 10 shillings a day by his labor and goes abroad, or 
sits idle one half of that day, though he spends but sixpence during his diversion or idleness, ought not to reckon that the only expense he has really spent, or rather thrown away, five shillings besides. Okay, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) I feel inspired. Was that one sentence? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I do have to set the record straight. Everyone says it was Ben, but there actually were a couple people that also said this, or even beat him to it. Uh, The record was that in 1719, the Whig newspaper, The Freethinker, quoted, In vain did his wife inculcate to him that time is money. And even before that, ooh, okay, court, you know me in pronouncing. That Athenian orator Antiphon. Yes, that said that mostly costly outlay is money is time. And Charles Dickens used it in 1839. Time is money, and very good money, too, to those who reckon interest by it. Yes, that was, that was uh, Nicholas Nickleby. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, So this saying is intended to convey the monetary cost of laziness by pointing out that when one is paid for the amount of time one spends working, minimizing wasted time also minimizes the amount of money that is lost to less frivolous pursuits. (sighs) That was a lot. That was a lot. Let's break it down. Okay. (laughs) Let's let's put it into nuggets. Break it down. (laughs) Doing some nugs. All right. We have no idea when we're going to draw our last breath. Um, one of the funny things that uh, David likes to say when we're talking about financial planning and trying to estimate people not outliving their money is obviously we are not gifted with this great barcode tattoo on our foot that we can look at and it tells us our expiration date. Mm, speak for yourself. <laughs> I don't know about you two. I don't, ha- I don't have a barcode on my foot. Sorry. <laughs> but to the point of if we don't know how much time we really have... And so it's very important to look at time as what it is. Unlike money, time can never be recovered or made up. Yeah. So basically, once it's gone, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Entrepreneurs, you think about that of like how if you are starting a business, and we've talked about that before, if you start a business, you're trying to divide out the roles, but you have that control aspect and you want to be in charge of things. And at this moment, I'll go ahead and call myself out. I am going to talk to you about what everyone should be doing, but I know I am very guilty of, I need to listen to this episode about the preciousness of time, because what this is talking about is people that wear a lot of hats or someone who's starting a business, you need to think about that every minute spent doing one thing is a minute that cannot be spent doing another. So what that means is if you have the opportunity to let someone else help with that, And then your time is more valuably used in something that someone else couldn't do. This one kind of hurt. You think about, oh, well, I'm maximizing my time. I'm multitasking. I'm the queen of multitasking. But this little comment really kind of, multitasking means you can do more than one thing at a time. Sounds great to me. Sounds like a great use of time, right? But really, it's the art of doing twice as much as you should, half as well as you could. Never half-ass two things and whole-ass one. <laughs> I liked that. I thought it was funny. I mean, I, we all, we're all guilty of multitasking. 
And I've never thought of it that way. I'm honestly, I'm not very good at multitasking. I mean, I I can set down one thing and pick up something else. And so in that sense, if if if, if that's multitasking, then I, I guess I, I can multitask. But I cannot do two things at the same time. Mm-hmm. I know people that can when when they're working on a when they're working on a report that they have to deliver or something like that, or when they're working on a proposal that they've got to turn in, and it's. 57 pages long and they're just typing away at their computer. I know lawyers that when they're working on briefs and they're typing away at their computer, working on their brief, they're surrounded by, you know, whatever it is that you're, you're, you're doing, you, you've got focus on this, but you, then you're also watching the TV over here. Yeah. And I don't know how people do that. <laughs> I can't, I, I can barely even listen to music while I work because I get distracted and start singing along. Next thing you know, I'm just sitting there jamming out. <laughs> so, I mean, like I have to have, almost complete and utter focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, and that's knowing yourself with an entrepreneur or with anybody, you can change it and have it that you need to really be doing what is best for you and your time and your best use of your time. So we actually had a client come in the other day and he is trying to start a business and he is very specialized. He works with people with physical therapy and he is trying to meet with patients, take care of them, but then he's also trying to handle the booking and the billing. And we talked to him about how that's not a good use of his time because the amount of time he's spending making appointments or tracking down people to get payment or just to the sending out invoices, all of that, that is time that he could have been seeing another person helping them and making more money from that. Mm-hmm. Really utilize that, yes, you're like, oh, yeah, but if I have to hire somebody to come in and do the bills and do the appointments, then that's more money. But then you have to look at it as, yes, it's more money, but then what could you be doing with that time that you're not having to do those tasks anymore? Okay, another one, taxes. Everybody has to pay taxes, right? Mm, or yep. you're supposed to. <laughs> Death and taxes, baby. Okay, so you might do a decent job doing your own taxes and you know doing it on TurboTax, which, trust me, guys, we're going to do a whole episode about TurboTax and when you should get to an accountant and all of that, but that's not this episode. But so you might be able to do a great job doing your own taxes and do okay, but then, you know, think about it. The hours you spend doing your taxes are not spent doing your best work. And with that, it's kind of one of those, yeah, you may do a good job and you've saved some money essentially by not hiring an accountant, but I don't know if you're like me, then sometimes when you try and do it that way, you end up then screwing up and then still having to hire the accountant to fix the mess. And then you're ended up, you've wasted your time and you've wasted the money then. So how does that really work out? I mean, you know, the the, the one thing that sort of you... you you kind of lose me on this. You kind of don't. I mean, I, I think that it's very important that you hire a professional to do your taxes if you have complicated taxes. Um, but, you know, me sitting at home on a weekend, spending a couple of hours doing my taxes, it's not like I was going to be out there busting hump trying to to score new clients or something on a Saturday. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just taking some of my time off to, you know, because people, you do have to take time from work. So I think, Part of the assumption is that that I, I'm not assuming that you are a workaholic, and that's not what this phrase is trying to say. Of time is money, but it's more of 
Could you be using that time more valuably doing other things? Could you be with family, spending quality time bonding with them? Ew, yuck. Could you be, you know, if working with charity is important, doing that. So it's not necessarily all about the dollars. Think about it in your time could be better spent helping your kid with their soccer game or something like that. Or yes, it could be about educating yourself and furthering yourself to get to a different level in your career or thinking of new ideas or organizing yourself or mental health, taking care of yourself. Because yes, it's not a break taking care of yourself and you know doing something fun if you are taking that time and then working on taxes. So it, yeah, I realize at first it sounds like, oh, okay, yeah, let's just throw money at it. And then you're, I expect you to be working and making more money in its place. It's not that. It is about using your time and understanding the cost of your time spent. Yeah, simple example I'm thinking of is like lawn work. I have a lot of neighbors. Are you getting to that? Should I keep talking or let you roll? It slides right into that, but yeah. go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I do my own lawn work, but I have a lot of neighbors who hire someone, and yeah, that's money, but that's your Saturday with family, and it's probably worth it to spend spend the, the few hours that you have during the weekend with family and pay a little bit to have somebody mow, rake your yard, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's, you know, you can have a crew come out and do it in a couple hours versus you have to do it, and you've got to, you've spent all that time, and also... You have to buy all the supplies. You have to keep the maintenance of it. And it's and it's also the stress of your body, too, that you're doing that. And if you screw it up, then you're probably going to end up having to hire somebody to help you. I don't want y'all to think this is a whole episode advocating of just throw money at everything. Because trust me, I'm getting around to where it is this balancing thing. But it's it's considering the fact of understanding that everything has a cost. And that that is associated because time is an unlimited resource versus money. You can always make more money. I know it, that seems like a crazy concept because people are like, well, no, it's like I'm in, a, I'm in a deadbeat job. This is what I can only make. But there is always going to be in some capacity ways to make money. But there is no option at all to make more time. That's right. When you back back to the yard thing, when you break it down, what's more important: two hours with family or two hours getting yard work done? And, and you got to weigh the, weigh the options there. I think just to speak for the 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 silent masses out there, um, this is not me personally, but I do know a lot of people that it's 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 a mental health break for them. You know, they to get out and do yard work is is the way that they sort of yeah. And so and, you know, and so it, 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 I I guess the point I'm making is these are examples. But if you're out there listening to us, each each particular example may you may disagree with that one thing as an example. But if yard work is important to you, then maybe what you need to be doing is looking for something else where you're wasting time, so mm-hmm. that you can get to that yard work and actually take that mental break or whatever it is that the yard work does for you. Exactly, that that's exactly right. Because it's one of those that if you love gardening, you love doing that, then maybe. You need to pay the accountant to do your taxes or you need to pay the grocery delivery service to have delivered because the time you're spending, which is kind of my next you know, area is the time you're spending going and driving and do these errands, you could then be spending in the garden doing something you love. So it's, it's, again, it's about knowing yourself and knowing what's important to you and valuing your time to be spent how you want it to be spent. 
an example of time and money value is extreme couponers. That's, I don't think, as big as it used to be. But, you know, back in the day, like TLC had that extreme couponer show. Mm-hmm. And everyone thought, oh, this is such a great idea. They're getting all these groceries and everything and spending nothing. Yeah, like $4 for two carts. But that's an incorrect statement. Spending nothing. That's a lie. Think about how much time. I mean, some of those people were dumpster diving for coupons. And then they had to organize their binders. And then they had to plan a strategic of what store they go to when they buy them, how they utilize their coupons, and then the time and the annoyance of the cashiers as they're going through all of that, all of it to save that money, but then that time they spent. Think about that. Now, again, if that's your, you love that, that's your rush, you think it's fun, go for it. I am not nixing any of that stuff. Okay, on food, does cooking meals at home save you money? Okay, well, there's there's both sides of this. You know, people say it's definitely it's cheaper to eat at home than it is to go out. But let's think about this. Okay, you've got to get the cost of groceries needed, the gas to drive out there. So yeah, you've got the cost of eating out that's in you know inflated because someone else is preparing it for you. But the difference between the two of cooking at home and getting it out is time. That really is what it is, because the value of you driving to the or sitting at home making your list. Checking your pantry, see what you have and don't have. Driving to this store, getting to this store, trying to find all the items you need to find. Probably doesn't have everything. You may have to go to another store. Drive home. Now you have to prepare things. Now you have to clean it up. And if you're making something that only needs, you know, a teaspoon, well, they don't usually sell just a teaspoon of something. So you have to buy more. And so, yes, cooking at home is definitely healthier. I know for me, example, right now, my life is very busy and I love HelloFresh because then it shows up to my house and it's exactly what I need to cook this meal. Mm. And so my time is only spent on, here's the stuff, I got to cook this meal and then clean up. Yeah. I don't, I'm eliminating the having to think about what to cook. Finding a recipe, deciding what you're going to cook, figuring out what ingredients you need, going to the store, finding those ingredients, buying the ingredients, bringing them back home. HelloFresh is great in that it does save you that that time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, that's that's one area where I think everybody can agree that I, I doubt very seriously that there are a whole lot of people out there at least not that th- not any anybody that really loves just going to a place like Kroger. <laughs> Now I could see some people that really enjoy the novelty of going to like, uh, you know, a, a deli or a, a, a cheesemonger or you know, some, some I know someone something who goes really... to a grocery store every day. Yeah, that's but it just it just it just I, I don't I, like I, going I, to grocery yeah. stores. But I mean, it's again, and some of y'all may be going like, "What? This is just madness." But it's it's all about what is important to you. Okay, here's another one. This is real personal for me. Is and, and this has changed for me over the years because I've gotten more involved with work stuff, busier, different things are happening, and time is really important to me. Pinterest. Pinterest is awesome. I know I don't probably don't think you two have Oh, yeah. I've literally never looked at it <laughs> ever in my life. Nope. Never. Never. Nope. But y'all can probably relate with your wives of how when Pinterest really boomed, it was all these great do-it-yourself stuff and all these awesome showing you how to you know, these hacks to save stuff. And now there started to be a lot of articles that come out. It was like, great, you made this yourself, but to make that one thing, you had to buy like 
so much more than if you had just paid for the item already that was made. Mm-hmm. And so that's something of like making the crafts or making the costumes. And I used to be a huge thing. And I hope one day to get back to that because I do enjoy hand making things and making crafts and making costumes and doing all that. But it came to a point where it's like my time that I would spend to collect all the items I needed to actually create this thing, the patience needed, because you can't just whip it up in one night at midnight, that it was worth it to me to spend the money to pay someone off Etsy or something like that who's made it, support that person's business than it was. So I may have paid, you know, more than if I had made it myself, but I would have spent several days trying to make it and the emotional stress of if it didn't turn out how, you know, those pinchers fails. Like if it turned out awful. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a uh, two budget household? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, we have a very special two budget household (laughs) in our house. Um, We have the budget for all of the things, everything, all of our expenses, all of our, you know, every family expense that you could possibly think of. And then we have our budget for Hobby Lobby. Ah, yes. Yes, yes. Robin loves to go buy crafty things from Hobby Lobby and then spend hours and hours working on them. That is her joy. So (laughs) I let her do it. But my Lanta, the woman can go Hobby Lobbying quite quite a lot. (laughs) This conversation's reminded me of a post I saw on social media. It says, I spent $250 to make my own garden and I'm so excited I just picked my first 25 cent vegetable. (laughs) It's true. And that's why people go to Kroger. But then again, maybe gardening is that mental health aspect and it's kind of worth the money and the the toil. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those, like I said, I'd love to get back to making my own crafts and doing a lot of those things. And so I, I do like to host baby showers and bridal showers and parties and stuff for people. And I, I feel like I'm pretty crafty. I can make all the centerpieces. I can make the banners, the decorations, I can make the food, all of that. But I have realized that a lot of those things, yeah, it's, it's easier for me to pay someone to make the decorated cookies instead of me having to try and, you know, take the time to make it. Or it's easier for me to get someone to make the little goodie bags instead of me having to stay up all night and decorate all the goodie bags that would probably end up looking the exact same. Because I do order stuff from Etsy and I'm like, I could have made this. Okay, but this leads right into the the next point that we need to make, Katie, which is uh, giving away your talents for less than what they're worth. A lot of people do that, and you're very guilty of that. Uh, me and Cam, that's why I'm... Mm, that's like a shot to the heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And because that's the thing is, is wrapping up that last little thing is, you know, my husband, thankfully, is very much on board, and I've been stressing out about a lot of these events that I've had with COVID and things changing, and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get it all done, and he's just like, just throw some money at it. And that sounds bad and you may be listening going oh well that must be nice to throw money at it but it's it's again looking at the perspective of your time versus your money so yes court you're calling me out i'm calling cam out we give away our talents so much and we don't understand our worth and we touched on this one about having a business and like you have you do graphics and yeah. you it's hard to tell people how much that's worth yeah and it's it's especially bad in the artist realm, and I will include in the artist realm, like graphic design for me, event planning, baking for you. Mm-hmm. People think it's just, oh, it's a quick thing. And so I have friends and family and even strangers come up to me and be like, 
hey, can you just uh, whip up this quick thing for me? I mean, it'll, it'll give you exposure. That's what people say, exposure. Or, oh, it's easy, just do it. But they don't understand the time that goes into it, the education you had to get. You know, I've been doing this for 15 years. You've been doing it for yeah. a long time. And it's infuriating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I still give into it. I don't know why. <laughs> well, and it's, yes, of course, we all want to give back. We want to help out friends. We want to help out charities. But it's really understanding at the end of the day, you only have 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. That that's And so you have to figure out how to use that time wisely. And there are always going to be people with their hands out. There are always going to be people who want to take away your precious time. And yes, if, you know, and, and I'm very guilty of this. One person asks for help for something. You're like, oh, well, that's something small. Yeah. After, you know, I could see you, Cam, going, oh, yeah, I can make that graphic for you after the kids go to bed. But then that happens. But then someone else calls and then someone else calls. And then before you know it, you're like, holy crap, I have three things that are due. And I've also got my real paying job and family, helping family out and friends out. You've got to know your boundaries and you've got to be a little selfish with your time. And that's hard for a lot of people, especially if you're a people pleaser. It's really hard to swallow that and understand that you know, the time that you are spending because you feel like you're trying to be a good friend or a good family member and help them out, that sometimes that's not the best use of your time. Yeah, that's what kills me is the people-pleasing part. That's my my kryptonite. Uh, it's something I've learned over the past couple of years to help alleviate this is a friends and family discount. So they're not getting it for free. Yeah. I still have respect for myself, mm-hmm. um, and I just lay it all out there. I will charge you for this, but you're getting a pretty decent discount. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not as though I want to sit around spending all of my free time when I'm not here at the office working, giving out legal advice. Um, I don't have the problem that that y'all seem to have in terms of telling people no. Um, (laughs) Teach us the way. Court's like, bug off. (laughs) I'm just like, no, I'm sorry. You know, Uh, and a lot of times I, I legitimately feel like uh, you're asking me a a legal question about an area of law that I have no idea about i'm not going to give you anything because i would be there's a high probability that i would be wrong so go find yourself a a, another attorney that actually practices this but you're gonna have to pay him because lawyers do like to get paid and they get Mm -hmm. paid lawyers as we have said before they get paid for their time that's all they have to sell is their time billable hours is that the term absolutely yeah absolutely i mean so and it's also part of that is kind of being able to delegate and ask for help and see if there are ways that there's someone else you can either have help you with it or pay them to help you get a job done. With with event planning, I realized that, yes, I could do the entire thing by myself. I could set it up, tear it down, run around, but then I would be dead the next day. I would be so sore. I would be so tired and I would end up wasting two days. So an event would end up taking me so much, take away so much more of my time than if I get someone to come and help me and then it's not as much on me and I can recoup and move on to the next thing. It goes back to your mental health. It, it he, here I'm picturing, I'm picturing a scale. I don't know if this is going to make sense. I'm just talking it out here. A scale and in the middle, the main part of the scale is like your mental health. Yeah. And then you have the, 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 the scale parts, the, the parts that weigh. So you have time on one side and money. So as you're free... Yeah, your free time rises, time with family, your money's going to go down because you're, you're paying somebody for something and then vice versa. 
Yeah. And it's all about your mental health and what's important to you. And it's I don't tough. know if that makes sense. It does. And it's so, yes, you're allowed to have lazy days. You need to have those lazy days. But you also, my good friend Candace is very good about telling me this. I texted her a couple weekends ago and said, I feel so guilty. All I've done is slept and watched TV. And it's now three o'clock and I've done nothing today. And she goes, you needed that though. But in my mind, because it's always like, I got to be doing something. I felt like I wasted the time. But if taking that mental break to take care of yourself, then makes you be able to be better in the future and do things better, then it was worth it. It was time well spent because if you hadn't taken that time, then you would have just kept being a zombie. And then before you know it, you could then have two weeks where you were completely out because you've just burned yourself out completely. There's a lot that has, it's very philosophical and there's a lot that goes into this. Um, everything in life we do is a trade-off and it's, you know, there's two costs to everything. It's the one obvious and then the one that's kind of hidden. The obvious is the actual cost and the money associated with it if there is. And then the other is the cost of your time. And life is so much a big FOMO, fear of missing out, FOMO, um, because it is very much you You want to be a part of everything. You want to help everybody. Or Cam and I want to help everybody. Of course, like, yeah, I'm a grumpy old bear over, over there. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's there's so much to it. I did find, again, some really great quotes. I'm a crazy quote junkie here. Early to bed, early to rise makes a man wise. Meaning that there's always oppor- more opportunities to leverage time as money, and so I, I've heard yeah, that. As a matter forever. of fact, I've heard it. Uh, I've I've heard it even uh, expound even more on it. It's early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Oh, uh, and that may be the real one. I may have shortened that. Um, so yeah, again, that's just emphasizing the whole time value. You know, yeah. spending less time sleeping and yeah. more time actually being productive, mm-hmm. doing things, and networking. So it's better to waste money than time. You can always make more money. We've said that one. 86,400 seconds in a day. But this means nothing to you if you don't know how to make it count. Hmm. 525,600 minutes. Yes. <laughs> how do you measure? <laughs> how do you measure? <laughs> Five thousand. Now it's stuck in my yeah. head. <laughs> uh, Miss Shirley Temple said time is money. Wasted time means wasted money, which means trouble. And I right like, here in River City. Yep. <laughs> We're doing Broadway today. <laughs> exactly. And I liked this one. Time is money, so I went and bought a Rolex. Hmm. <laughs> okay, so the bottom line, when we, I know I've mentioned this before, when we do a financial plan for somebody, when we're looking at how to help them figure out, are they on track to hit their goals, to make sure they don't run out of money, even though we don't know what that expiration is going to be. Something that we always say is that, Before we ever talk about investing someone's money, we want to work with them. We want to figure out who they are. We want to invest our personal time. And we ask that our potential clients invest their time to work with us, to really gather all the data, look at everything to give us the best advice. So so we say we invest our time before we ever invest your money. So that's right there a concept of time is money. It's mm-hmm. important of showing we're giving you our time, which is our most precious asset. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have that you're leaving money on the table if you're not actively working. That's not what we're trying to say. 
it really is like the balancing act you were saying, Cam, that equilibrium between the two and, you know, whatever you want to visualize it as, but it's such an important recess, recess, I'm ready. <laughs> recess, everybody. Recess is important too, I think. <laughs> I mean, golly, I, I would throw a fit if I got my recess taken away in grade school, but you know, whatever. This one really clicked for me. You know, we're a financial podcast. This is what our job is. We spend so much time working with people about their precious money that they've worked so hard for and how to allocate that appropriately to fit their needs and how to make sure that we're preserving it or growing it or nurturing it, whatever we got to do with this money. But then why aren't we doing, why aren't people doing the same thing with their time? They don't do it, but they focus so much on their money but not the other component of it, which is their time. I mean, I feel like this is a whole food for thought thing going on. You know, you've got to consider all these different aspects. Hopefully looking at this is helping you give a better understanding of making those financial decisions, but also understanding the management of your time and your individual circumstances because everyone is unique. If you love gardening, then yes, don't hire somebody to come and garden for you. But just think about what's important, what brings what brings joy to you, what brings value to your life. Not Hobby Lobby, I can tell you that. And, and it's... <laughs> I love Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Hobby Lobby just makes me sad. That's fun. <laughs> makes my blood, blood pressure low. <laughs> yeah. But then, I mean, look at money in that way and that, yes, you can in most circumstances make more money and you've worked so hard for this so you've put in the time to make this money so make sure that you're using the money wisely but also you're still being wise of your time and that when you do go to pay for something next I hope you consider the time and money ratio of it Mm -hmm. well I think um, that's that's probably as good a point as any to say that we uh, hope that the time that we spend here (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Is reaching some of y'all and making a difference, but um, we probably ought to actually wrap this one up because our time is running short. (laughs) So why don't we we figure out what our takeaways for this one are going to be? What are our bullseyes? So my bullseye for this uh, time is money episode is really consider the psychological aspect of it. Consider, consider, that time is indeed money and you need to be using um, your time in the smartest way possible. Don't work hard, work smart, as David Pickler likes to say. Um, But then also consider that you need to be making sure that time is also being used to take care of yourself and that you are focused on your well-being and that mentally you are in a good place. Uh, a lot of people have been struggling over the last year, year and a half, and you just got to make sure that you're taking time to make sure that you're good. So um, use your time wisely, not only for your your financial benefit, but also for your mental benefit. That's my bullseye. Okay, so my bullseye is going to be that don't feel guilty if you utilize your hard-earned money towards something that at the end of the day allows you to have more time to do something you either love or be more productive with something that you need to be doing. And it's, you know, preaching to the choir, preaching to myself, you've got to understand the value of your time and how it is 
It is a limited resource. Yes. And it is one that we do not have that much of, and you've got to use it wisely. You've got to be as strategic with your time as you are with allocating those funds to work for you for whatever your financial goals are. And so work with yourself. You've got to work with a partner, but just make sure that you are being purposeful every day with the hours you are given and that you are allocating your time and your money appropriately to maximize your life. Bullseye. There's the closing bell. Ladies and gentlemen, you have made it to the end of yet another episode of The Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you haven't already, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and subscribe to Bullcast. Um, if you'd like to find out more about me and Katie, you can go to our website, bullcastpodcast.com. Leave a comment for us or suggest an episode topic that you'd like to hear about. Um, if you would like to see our pictures, we do put pictures up occasionally on uh, Instagram. 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 We do put up the pictures. We you know, promote our podcasts. We talk about things that we find of interest, uh, and that's all on Instagram. Also, we have words on Twitter. Both of those handles are at Bullcast Podcast. Finally, if you uh, liked what you heard and you're thinking to yourself, gee, where do these folks come from? Well, we come from a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. <laughs> that is where Katie and I both work. If you didn't know that before, you know it now. And if you'd like to find out more about where we work, what we do, our amazing team, and our boss, David A. Pickler, then please feel free to go to that website. That is picklerwealthadvisors.com. That's advisors with an O. Not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, I have given you so much to be going on with. So for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. I'm Cam. And we out. We'll be right back.